The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Another wonderful guest about to join us right now, brand new guest to the show. Jenny Ensminger is, is the executive director of the West Virginia Pregnancy Center Coalition. I'm going to give you a little bit of her background and then we're going to jump right into some very exciting things. You know, I was just saying to her before we came on the air that sometimes we, you know, the, the interviews I do are really sort of Debbie Downers, let's put it that way, because you, you just get so, oh my goodness, where are we going? What are we doing? This kind of, are we ever going to win this war? And then we have somebody like Jenny Ensminger coming along to give us some good news. So you're going to love this interview. Stay with us. Jenny is, um, she served in pregnancy centers outreach for, for over 30 years. She served as executive director for the pregnancy centers in Amarillo, Texas and Fredericks, Maryland. Wow. And in 1995, Jenny was appointed as a consultant and trainer for CareNet, which is such a beautiful organization which is the National Pregnancy Center affiliate organization. In 2002, Jenny became Kenneth's Vice President of Center Advancement for over six years, oversaw the development of programs for more than 1,100 pregnancy centers across the United States and Canada. Jenny has traveled numerous times to the former Soviet bloc nation of Belarus, where she's helped to start new pregnancy centers. And in 2012, Jenny and her husband, Kurt, founded Crossroads Pregnancy Care Center in Charleston, West Virginia, where Jenny serves as executive director for five years and now serves as a board member. She is a loving mother, grandmother. That's the best part. The best part is a grandmother. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and she's published a book which is called When the Country Was New. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a delight to have you on the program. Well, Molly, thank you. It's a delight to be here. And yes, we have great news coming out of West Virginia. <laughs> you sure do. You sure do. Tell us a little bit about what's happening there. Well, Last year, the House Bill 2002, which was basically a bill passed to support pregnancy help centers across the state of West Virginia, and then also provide adoptive parents with a tax break of $4,000 per non-family child. So this went to the House, and it was passed unanimously, 88 to 8 vote, um, both by Republicans and Democrats overwhelmingly passed in the Senate. The governor signed it into action on the steps of Crossroads Pregnancy Center, a couple of blocks from our capital. So we are just thrilled. It is a very unique program, unlike others across the United States that receive government funds, because the West Virginia um, Pregnancy Center Coalition is the management agency for this money which is absolutely delightful. We operate under the authority of the Department of Health and Human Resources. But um, the bill is a fee, I mean, it's a fee per service reimbursement. So pregnancy help organizations, which not only include 
our 24 pregnancy centers in the state, but our five maternity homes, our um, Catholic charities, our other adoption agencies, and other organizations that support babies and mothers to and under. Wow. Wow. Yes. So amazing. And it's a million dollars. It's a million dollars. A million dollars. And you know where that money came from? I mean, Governor Justice is very creative. He basically took the money from other um, organizations that had not used the money at the end of the year and just pulled it together and said, here's a million dollars. So we're very excited about it. And he also was very kind in saying, hey, if you use this, hopefully you'll get more next year. Oh, my God. So, um that's that's also exciting. It has been really interesting forming this program and working with it. It's been exciting. We already have um, 30 locations signed up and 17 organizations. So it is uh, the deadline is out there. And our website, if anyone's interested in going, is wvmothersandbabies.org. And so um, they apply. Yeah, they apply on the website. Yes, Mothers and Babies, WestVirginiaMothersAndBabies.org. So we're very, very excited, um, not only for the program, but the amount of participation that we're getting. Absolutely. So the the coalition that you are heading up, how did that come into, into, uh, into effect? Well, um, I was the executive director of Crossroads Pregnancy Care Center for five years, and my daughter, Janine Maxson, was diagnosed with brain cancer. Now, very happy to say Janine is eight years out and doing incredibly wonderful and and just serving the Lord and many pro-life organizations. But basically, I just walked out the back door and stayed with her for a couple of years in Texas until she was strong and on her feet and came back and began to pray because my heart has always been for the pro-life movement. And we didn't have a coalition in the state of West Virginia. Um, So we prayed about it and my husband and I, and we decided to start this organization to encourage networking and support and just um, provide prayer for one another and education. So we were a little nervous. As you know, West Virginia is a mountain state, so it's a little insular. It's it's just a little different culturally. Um, and people have, a, I think, a more challenging time getting together because of that. But at the first meeting, we had an overwhelming response. That was four years ago. So we just um, started bringing in speakers and just we praise and worship the Lord. We um, talk through issues and challenges centers are facing, and it's been an absolute delight. So that's how it was formed, and it's still going strong. And then from there... We became, um, I want to say we're still the West Virginia Pregnancy Center Coalition, but we are running the West Virginia Mothers and Babies Support Program. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. So it says in, in the article that was, that appeared in, in Life, uh, LifeSite News, it was a wonderful article. It says that, uh, the program will provide medical care, parenting and life skill education, financial assistance, baby supplies and other material assistance. This is what this, the, the $1 million will go towards, that this is the type of things that it, that, that it will help. How do, how do organizations, groups, um, pregnancy centers, how, what qualifies them and how do they get hold of, I mean, how, how does the whole thing work? 
Well, um, the qualifications are very easy. You must be pro-life. You cannot advocate or, um, for abortion, refer for abortion, or um, supply any material to clients uh, about abortion. So that's the first one. You have to be a nonprofit organization. Um, you have to have some simple policies like child reporting policies and um, do annual evaluations for your staff. And that's about it. It's very easy to apply. And so you go on the website and you apply. Once you're approved, you sign a agreement with um, the West Virginia Pregnancy Center Support Agency and your center. And then we supply you with a list of services. So if you are performing ultrasounds, you can be reimbursed for every ultrasound, every box of diapers, every piece of clothing given out, every parenting program. And so it is, it is very easy. And once the center's are approved and receive the funds, they can use that funds for anything else. They can use it to buy an ultrasound machine to hire their staff. So oh the only goodness. stipulations, yeah, the only stipulations on, um, you know, just the per services, it is services, service geared. In other words, they are reimburse for services that they give to clients. Okay. So we don't cover fundraising and staff salary, but um, they can use the money they receive from that to do those things. So it's really beneficial, and I really believe it will strengthen and advance our centers in West Virginia. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because I think once we get a template somewhere in the country, and this looks like this is a template that we can all follow, the pro-lifers need to get together and look at this because it's, I mean, obviously you've got a wonderful uh, pro-life governor who has said, you know, yes. I, I, I want to help here. I, you know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, which so often we don't have. You know, we'll, we'll have a lot of people doing, you know, lip service to things, but they don't actually, you know, get down into the into the dirty business of actually making it all happen. So it looks like the, the governor certainly has done that. Um, and, and, and as they go forward, I, I love the idea that they can, you know, they have just to show that they've spent it and then they can take it and do whatever they need to do within. That's, that's huge. That is a huge positive. It is a huge positive. And, you know, one thing that we love about this, because there are so many um, other states that are using TANA funds to yeah. support their pregnancy centers, and they're in danger of having those pulled. So we also want to stay with the state funding. We've tried to make it as simple as possible for pregnancy centers to apply and to go through the whole process. So it's not mind-boggling, mm -hmm. um, and it's easy for them to do. And that's really what one of our goals um, because we want everyone to apply. We're excited about it. We want to spend this million dollars and um, we want to continue the program and, and get more even next year to be able to um, provide our pregnancy help organizations with such great support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see this? I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money, but it's also not a lot of money. I mean, you look at it, we've just gone yeah. through a battle. You know, we've, we've gone through a battle here in Ohio with the uh, amendment process thing that we, yes. we just fought. Um, but, you know, you realize how quickly a million dollars disappears. It's, it's great to have it, but do you see if, um, do you see this actually, do you, do you see it running out? It's very possible. Yeah. And basically, you know, our our disclaimer is when it's gone, it's, it's gone. gone yeah, but, yeah. you know, but on the other hand, um, we've also, you know, 
talked to different states that have had a hard time, you know, using the money. And boy, we don't want to be in that predicament. We want every cent to be gone. So, and we can only go back and say, look, if we spend the money, we can get more next year. And that's our goal. And that's our goal. And um, everyone has shown a lot of enthusiasm about um, the program. And, of course, we have an incredible staff. We're here to answer questions 24-7 and help them along the way, too, so they don't feel we're not um, reachable. We're very reachable. Mm -hmm. We're right there with them to get to this program. You've been involved in the Pregnancy Center movement for a long time. Um, and, and you've, you've actually been involved in, in West Virginia as well. You've, you've seen that up close and personal. What are some of the things that you think you will see as a result of making this funding available? What are the positives from a, from a, a life perspective for those pregnant mothers and fathers, pregnancy, pregnancy, uh, situations that you're dealing with? What are the types of things that you think you're going to see as a result of this money? I really think we'll see an expansion in our medical programs for pregnancy centers. And that is so important because we know four out of five women who walk through the doors of a pregnancy center that are abortion minded and see their babies on ultrasound will change their minds. So that is really our hope that they'll use their money to advance um, medical um procedures and also sexually transmitted disease testing is also very important. We have two large pregnancy centers located in university areas and they're excited about this funding and advancing um, their medical services. Also, West Virginia um, is a very poor state and it ranks in the top 20% for preterm birth, for infant mortality, for teen pregnancy, for cesarean birth rates. So I think to provide those um, incredibly and vital programs that help women with nutrition, with taking care of themselves during pregnancy, with infant care will all really help um, reduce those numbers. What do you see, um, Jenny, when when it comes to the attitudes? I mean, we we have been absolutely devastated here in Ohio when we saw yes. the number of people that that actually voted, even pro lifers who voted to keep the option of abortion available to them. It it was, I, I, I literally I could, I had to read it three or four times to say they, what are they saying? Goodness, no, that could not be true. But sure enough, it's true that you know a lot of people who we were testing um, prior to the to the um, to the amendment vote on November the seventh, um, we considered those were were, were uh, no, vote no votes. However, what we discovered afterwards when we did the exit polling that. A vast major, a lot of, a big majority, not, a, I won't say a vast majority, but a, a large majority, majority, a, a group of, of those people who identify completely as pro-life did not want to do away with the option of abortion. What, so it, it sort of, it was, it's a wake up call for us in Ohio anyway. Um, what do you see the attitude of West Virginians when it comes to the whole process of abortion? Well, you know, we're extremely pro-life state. We basically had one abortion clinic operating in Charleston and it was shut down. So I 
I do believe in my heart of hearts that we are very pro-life, even to the core. Mm -hmm. I I think that may differ from Ohio, and maybe it's Ohio State University, those type of influences that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. change things. But I have to tell you, we were shocked in West Virginia to hear that about Ohio. We were terribly shocked. We work with the Athens um, Pregnancy Center um, at Ohio Mm -hmm. um, University, and I mean, that was just something that kind of came out of the... I, I don't know, yeah. lube and hit everybody upside the face. But I don't see that in West Virginia, um, mainly because it has never really, I mean, the pro-abortion people here, although they have, you know, rattled their sabers and stomped their feet, put up a few billboards, that's been about it so far. And I think the state is largely pro-life. I think Governor Justice has led the cause that. I mean, he drove down to the southern coal fields in West Virginia when we started a pregnancy center down there and handed a $25,000 check um, to that pregnancy center. So, I mean, it took him a couple hours to drive. He drove by himself with his bulldog, got out of the car and gave this beautiful presentation on life and handed us a check. So that's wonderful. But we do keep our radars up because we know Ohio with this, there'll probably be more abortion clinics opening up on the borders of Ohio and West Virginia. Also when in Maryland, they just opened up an abortion clinic in Allegheny County, right over the border of West Virginia. And so, um, you know, we're very cognizant of the fact that West Virginia has access, easy access to its border state. We're not a large state. And, and also the concern that, you know, 41% of women in West Virginia that have abortions, they're chemical abortions. Yep. So yep. they'll probably never go to, per se, an abortion clinic. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of different, uh, you know, unfortunately things in play as far as the abortion issue goes. And as far as like chemical abortion is concerned, um, you know, they did, uh, West Virginia Free did go around the state and give these seminars on self-managed abortion care. So, you know, just the semantics of that terminology yeah. is just so wrong. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's pray that the Supreme Court uh, is, they are taking it up on the whole idea of the, of the abortion pill. Um, you know, we're, we're going to storm heaven right now to say, dear God, please Absolutely. protect these little babies that, that, that we try so hard to protect. Another wonderful part of this, of this particular award that you've just received, this $1 million from, from the um, Department of Health and Human Resources in, in West Virginia through your wonderful governor. And I say his name as many times as possible. People remember, we want Jim Justices all over the country. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we want. But another wonderful thing was that it also increased the state's adoption tax credit from 4000 to 5000 That's huge, too. Yes, it is. And that will, you know, our statistics are one in 17 women, you know, what we call crisis pregnancy in West Virginia actually places for adoption. And I know this is on the side of the parents too, but we know how expensive adoption is. And so this is wonderful. Also, we have a very um, taxed foster care system here. We're one of the highest or the highest per capita in the United States in the area of foster care. So hopefully this will also, you know, bolster parents wanting to adopt children through foster care um, when they're able to get that large of a tax credit. 
Yeah, absolutely. This, this is going to be absolutely wonderful. And I think that's something that, um, that the pregnancy centers and the pro-life movement on mass has really been focused on since the get-go is, is, is the, um, you know, sort of trying to make the, all of the information available and all the support necessary for adoptions because, um, it is, I mean, it, 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 it is, it is the most beautiful choice, but it's also a very difficult one, you know, for the mothers and fathers who decide to give, you know, to, to gift their children. Um, but, but it's, it's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful choice. Mm. You know, they say the average age of a woman placing for adoption is a 19 year old Caucasian bound, college bound female. So, you know, we don't always look at the young teenagers and think they even consider it as an option. But, you know, honestly, pregnancy centers do their best to give good information about adoption and support that adoptive mother through the process of, you know, just releasing her child to adoptive parents and, and feeling that sense of pride in her heart that she did something for this baby that nobody else could do. And that's place it in a good home with loving parents. And, you know, that's the pride that she has to live with but no never easy i will say yeah, no absolutely and and that's that's something you know we need to walk beside those those wonderful brave mothers and fathers who decide that this is where they're going to go and this is what they're going to do you know so so you know it's just amazing i love i love 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 west virginia my goodness gracious me <laughs> I Thank you, Molly. So, Come think, see us. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> we I, love it too. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful state, it and it's it beautiful, beautiful people down to earth, and yeah. and just um, lots to do, lots of beautiful things to do. Well, in uh, absolutely. Our Ohio senator comes from 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 that area, as far as I know. Um, J, senator J D Vance, who who was so in, instrumental in trying to help us to to defeat this amendment, he 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 was phenomenal. Just did a great job too. But so I think, you know, I think in lots of ways when we look at this and we see the the hope that is all over the place, Jenny, and, and you and your organization and the people that you work with are certainly up, you know, right up there at the top trying to trying to establish a life community so somewhere that we recognize, we recognize that all human life begins at conception, that we are all made in the image and likeness of God, God made us. So what more are we talking? What more could we ask for? You know, it, it, I agree. I agree. And I think so much of it is getting that word out in the church. And, you know, I think I've been in the pro-life movement 30 years and I'm still amazed at people that don't understand the sanctity of life, yep. that yep. don't understand, you know, creation and conception and how that baby grows. It just always is mind boggling to me. And, and so we think we know it and it's been out there, but we need to keep presenting it over and over Absolutely. and over again. Absolutely. My husband and I were talking about this at dinner, t- dinner last night and talking about, you know, while, yes, the churches probably have not got as involved as they should have, they haven't preached from the pulpit enough, and, and we can do all that kind of stuff. We can point fingers and go, your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault. But really and truly, at the end of the day, it comes down to us as parents. We need Absolutely. to teach this to our children from the cradle. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a circle of influence. And, you know, I had a good friend when I was in Amarillo, the director, we had those beautiful fetal models. And we would always laugh because the, the little children would come in and Absolutely. they'd pick them up and run off with them. And we'd have to go get them back. And, you know, but we would explain to them, you know, this is a baby and mommy's tummy at, at 20 yeah. weeks and 12 weeks. And one of, one of the, my friends, she was, 
just on the staff, basically had a daughter who grew up, was in a crisis pregnancy, was considering abortion. And she said the only thing that kept coming back was when she would go to the pregnancy center and see those little models yeah. and hold them when yeah. she was seven years old. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. it makes an impact yeah, to our children. And we have to keep we, we have to keep, keep educating them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. And we will talk again. I want to see how it's going. And we'll just, uh, we'll just keep you, checking Molly. in on you. We'll just... <laughs> that would be great. Absolutely. We would be absolutely delighted. Absolutely. So thank you, you so much. Love. Thank you so much. God bless you too. Uh-huh. Bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.